Matthew chapter 16 ends with the sad prediction of the suffering and death that Jesus is going to face in Jerusalem. And it also insists that those who follow Jesus are going to have to endure the same. But there's also a persistent reminder that suffering is not the end of the story. The prediction of Jesus' death in Matthew 16.21 is accompanied by the hope of the resurrection. That rejection that he faces in Jerusalem is going to be overcome with the coming kingdom which the disciples themselves are going to live to see. The Father's glory is only revealed after the Son's death. This message needs to be kept in mind as we witness the transfiguration in Matthew chapter 17. The transfiguration is primarily for the benefit of the disciples. With so much suffering set before them, they need to have a glimpse of the coming glory. Matthew focuses time and time again on them being led up to the mountain, them seeing the transfiguration, and them hearing the voice from heaven. Jesus' face begins to shine like the sun, and his clothes are radiantly white, common descriptions of angels, which show the unmistakable divinity of Jesus. Along with Jesus are Moses and Elijah talking with him. These two, along with Enoch, were called the deathless ones in popular Jewish culture. Each also went up to Mount Sinai to meet with God, and both were often rejected by Israel, and so they prefigured Jesus' experience. When the voice from heaven speaks, it directs Peter, James, and John to listen to Jesus, convincing many that this was to show that Jesus has a status above the law and the prophets. All of this leads to the disciples asking in verse 10, Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? It was widely expected that Elijah would precede the Messiah, based on Malachi chapter 4, verse 5. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. So here is Jesus, and with him, the disciples are assuming, is that great and awesome day. What does the appearance of Elijah here on this mountain mean? Has this passage been fulfilled? Are they to expect something more now that they've seen Elijah? Well, Jesus affirms that the scribes are indeed correct. Elijah must come first, and he already has in the person of John the Baptist. Where the scribes messed up was in recognizing this. Many in the crowds accepted John's message, but most of the religious elite rejected him. Jesus takes this opportunity to remind the disciples that it's going to be the same with him. Before the glory comes the persecution. Now from the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus and the three descend into the Valley of Disappointment. Starting in verse 14, when they came to the crowd, a man came up to him, and kneeling before him said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he has seizures and he suffers terribly. Often he falls into the fire and often into the water. And I brought him to your disciples, and they couldn't heal him. Now this might be a bit of a surprise because Jesus had given his disciples authority to do exactly what this man is asking. They'd been given authority to cast out demons, and at this point they've had experience as well, so what gives? Well, Jesus says in verse 17, O faithless and twisted generation." How long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Jesus is speaking specifically of his disciples here. He explicitly attributes their failure to their little faith in verse 20. It's easy to suspect that those first few times that they cast out demons, the disciples had to have been praying a lot. It's easy to pray when you're afraid or nervous. But after the fifth, tenth, maybe even one hundredth time, Self-confidence begins to grow, and soon they have more faith in their own ability than in Jesus. It's a cautionary tale reminding us of the constant dependence we need to be nurturing. 
we are to pray without ceasing, to never give in to our own pride and abilities. And from this point on, we're going to be reading a consistent set of stories that teach lessons of humility. And it all comes back to the transfiguration on the mount. Before we can ever think of the glory that God gives us, we first need to submit to the painful road of discipleship. And if we want to go beyond that road, if we want to make it to the goal, we're going to need the faith to keep on persisting so that we can have that same glorious transformation that Jesus has previewed for us.